And Martin Luther King was a leader, though never elected. And you don't have to be elected to be a leader. And I think that was his message. The only way you get elected to be an, a leader is from in here and from listening to that sweet, sweet voice calling and telling you what to do. So, I'd just like us to take a moment of silence to honor that amazing man's life and all that he accomplished and what we're still striving toward today. Thank you, God, for Martin Luther King. Okay. Now I'm going to read you another long thing. <laughs> this is Genesis chapter 1. And even though you may have heard it many of times, I would ask you to listen with new ears today. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And the earth was without form and void. And darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God was moving over the face of the waters. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. And God saw that the light was good. And God separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day. And the darkness he called night. And there was evening, and there was morning, one day. And God said, let there be a firmament in the midst of the waters, and let it separate the waters from the waters. And God made the firmament and separated the waters which were under the firmament from the waters which were above the firmament. And so it was so. And God called the firmament heaven, and there was evening, and there was morning, a second day. And God said, let the waters under the heavens be gathered together into one place, and let dry land appear. And it was so. God called the dry land earth, and the waters that were gathered together he called seas. And God saw that it was good. And God said, let the earth put forth vegetation, plants yielding seed, and fruit trees bearing fruit, in which is their seed, each according to its kind upon the earth. And it was so. The earth brought forth vegetation, plants yielding seed, according to their own kinds, and trees bearing fruit, in which is their seed, each according to its kind. And God saw that it was good. And there was evening. And there was morning, the third day. And God said, let there be lights in the firmament of the heavens to separate the day from the night. And let them be signs and for seasons and for days and for years. And let them be lights in the firmament of the heavens to give light upon the earth. And it was so. And God made the two great lights, the greater light to rule the day and the lesser light to rule the night. And he made the stars also. 
And God set them in the firmament of the heavens to give light upon the earth, to rule over the day and over the night, and to separate the light from the darkness. And God saw that it was good. And there was evening, and there was morning, fourth day. And God said, let the waters bring forth swarms of living creatures, and let birds fly above the earth, across the firmament of the heavens. So God created the great sea monsters and every living creature that moves, with which the waters swarm according to their kinds, and every winged bird according to its kind. And God saw that it was good. And God blessed them, saying, Be fruitful, and multiply, and fill the waters in the seas, and let birds multiply on the earth. And there was evening and there was morning, a fifth day. And God said, let the earth bring forth living creatures according to their kinds, cattle and creeping things and beasts of the earth according to their kinds. And it was so. And God made the beasts of the earth according to their kinds and the cattle according to their kinds and everything that creeps upon the ground according to its kind. And God saw that it was good. Then God said, let us make man in our image, after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps upon the earth. And so God created humankind in God's image. In the image of God, he created them male and female. And God blessed them, and God said to them, Be fruitful, and multiply, and fill the earth, and subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves upon the earth. And God said, Behold, I have given you every plant-yielding seed which is upon the face of all the earth, and every tree with seed in its fruit, and you shall have them for food and the beast of the earth, and every bird in the air, and everything that creeps upon the earth, everything that has the breath of life, I have given every green plant for food, and it was so. God saw everything that he had made, and behold, it was very good. And there was evening, and there was morning, a sixth day. Thus the heavens and the earth were finished and all the host of them. And on the seventh day, God finished his work, which he had done, and rested on the seventh day from all the work that he had done. And God blessed the seventh day and hallowed it, because on it, God rested from all God's work that he had done in creation. Now, what do you hear when you hear that? I hear a beautiful epic poem. When you decide that it's fact, it don't make no sense. <laughs> but if you understand it as art, it makes perfect sense. It is one of the most beautifully wrought pieces of reverse engineering that exists. There were people upon the earth and they told stories to one another. Just the way the Native Americans have told stories to one another for hundreds of years. And those stories get passed down. 
And then the written language started. And so people started to write down those stories. And you can understand that a person on the earth going, what the heck, where'd all this come from? Who pays enough attention to actually look and go, man, that, it, it's just amazing. And you have to come up with some reason. We all make stuff up all the time as the reason for things. And so before I go on to sort of interpret this chapter for you, I want to talk about um, how the Bible was made. The Bible is not a book. The Bible is many, many, many books written at many different times by many different people and then told and rewritten and rewritten and translated. And then a whole bunch of powerful men got together and tried to gather all of the books that had been written. And they chose which ones to put in the Bible. And which ones? Right? So you have to know that. That it was men that decided. It was men that wrote. And also, the books are out of order. Just the way that they are placed is kind of manipulative. It's meant to give you a certain view of something that's not actually true, and unless you question it, you kind of don't get that. In the New Testament, the, test, the, the Gospels weren't written until 70 to 100 years after Jesus died. The letters Paul wrote were written only, only a few years after Jesus died, so they should have been first. But by placing Paul's letter at the end, they give you the impression that Paul is interpreting all of this other stuff. And what if he wasn't? What if he was just writing letters? And so the thing I want to draw to your attention about this, and I've, I've decided I have to do two Sundays on creation because I can't do. <laughs> I can't do it all today. So we're doing chapter one today, and we're doing chapter two next week, which is the part that has Adam and Eve in it. And I'm going to tell you about something that I never thought about before until I went back and read this chapter that I've read a zillion times in my life. That on the sixth day, the chapter ends. And then, and then it starts, and thus the heavens were finished, and on the seventh day, and so God blessed the seventh day. And then the next verse is... And this is how the world began. And then it starts a new story. The story of Adam and Eve, which, if you take it literally, completely conflicts with everything that's gone on before. And I think by putting the end of chapter 1 on the beginning of chapter 2, they're trying to tell you that they're the same story. And they're obviously not the same story. They're not the same writer, not the same time period. One was a poet. The other was a storyteller. Just saying. And I can tell you how many years brought up as a fundamentalist Christian it has taken me to be able to say this without fear, without waiting for lightning to strike. But I believe that God made me a brain so I could use it. That God gave us context so we could have a richer understanding that God gave us art 
so that we can understand with our hearts and not so much with our intellect all the time. So, hmm. Genesis 1 is a masterpiece based upon absolute truth. God, love, cosmic intelligence, infinite creativity, and it's mythology. And it is absolutely the truth, but it's not factual. It's not scientific, right? Can you strike fear in you? So day one, there was the void, there was darkness. What does that mean? We were not yet conscious, y'all. We didn't know nothing. There was a void. There was just being. There was just isness. There was no awareness of our being. The same way a newborn baby doesn't know the difference between its mother and it. It has no awareness that they are separate. It just has the awareness of something hurts. Ah! I'm hungry. Ah! <laughs> and when I make that ah! Somebody picks me up and loves me if I'm a lucky, if I'm a lucky child. <laughs> so we got awareness. Suddenly there was light. There was light. And as soon as we recognized light, the only way that we could recognize light is in contrast to darkness. If all we ever knew was light, we wouldn't know. And so we have this beautiful contrast between light and darkness, and it's good. And it foreshadows a dichotomy that the human race will live with for the, the rest of time up to now. This idea that one thing is good and the other thing is not. But here's what the true message of Genesis is, is that God made it good. It's all good. And there's a vault between the waters. Can you imagine um, ancient man or any poet of today looking up at the sky and looking out at the ocean and drawing a comparison between the two? They're both dark blue. <laughs> So the idea, these things, they had no idea what stars were. They had no idea that they were, they were galaxies away, that they were suns of other systems, S-U-Ns of other systems. They just knew there's this blue stuff above. And isn't that cool? Because those lights are signs. They align themselves in a certain way and help us know what direction to go in. They align themselves at certain times of the day and let us know what season it is and when it's the new year. And can you see the gratitude of man looking up into the sky and going, this must have been God doing this for us. And yeah, but also it was us becoming more and more conscious of what was around us. Am I going in and out? It's this? becoming more and more aware of what was in us and around us and going, oh, there are signs. I believe in a God that loves me. God must have seen that sign. Well, and God did, but we had to interpret it 
through our human minds to know what it meant. And I don't know how long um, ancient man didn't know what it meant until somebody went, wait a minute, that one's shaped kind of like a ladle, even though we haven't invented ladles yet. <laughs> so, but there's a difference. You look down, you look up. The lands and the seas, the plants, vegetation, seeds, trees, fruit, according to their kinds. Right? That's the third day, according to their kinds. And isn't that cool? They're going, man, if you plant this kind of tree and you take the seed from that kind of tree, you're going to grow another tree just like that one. Plant a radish, get a radish, never ending doubt. <laughs> Isn't that cool? And every plant we did that with, if we took a seed off of it, we could grow another one for ourselves instead of waiting and hoping that it would grow itself again. Woo! The lights in the sky. Two lights. There was the sun to light the day and the moon to light the night. And can you imagine how frightening it was when the moon had totally waned? But then they notice the very next day, there's a little bit of moon again, and a little bit more, and a little bit more, and a little bit more. And that allowed us to believe that, yes, this is good, that God, there may be darkness, but light comes again always, reliably, always. You see this beautiful dance between God and us? This beautiful dance. And God made the water creatures. That's interesting. Because what we know from science now is that, yep, the water creatures were the first ones. And then the birds. What we know from science now is that dinosaurs are, were, are, are, are today birds were descended from dinosaurs. Isn't that interesting? We would think reptiles today were, but no, apparently it's birds. Very interesting. But this idea that there is, oh my God, if you decide to live your life in gratitude, you can walk out every day and go, look at that. Today I can see because there's a sun in the sky. And at night, look at that. The moon's going away, but it's going to come again. And look at that. They're just... All these wondrous creatures that I can't even imagine, oh, and the ones I eat also that I can't imagine, that are swimming, and all these creatures flying in the air. What holds that together? The answer I come up with is love. Peace Pilgrim, who was a woman who lived her life spiritually but didn't necessarily believe in, in a God the way people think of God, as a being. But one day when she was very young, she was out walking her dog at night, and she was looking up at the stars. And she said something, some energy, some power, something holds those together. That's what my God is going to be. I've decided that's God for me. Isn't that cool? Yes. And 
God said, be fruitful and multiply. Well, they do that, <laughs> do they not? According to their kind. And then day six, God made mankind in his own image. Actually, he didn't say, in, even in the translation, it doesn't say in my image, it says in our image, male and female, in our image. Do you think that a creative energy could be only male? Because everything else that we've read in Genesis says there has to be one of these and one of these so they can make another one, right? In our image. And you see the damage that can be done when someone reads that and says, oh, well, he made the man. It's a, and God's a he, so I must be special. I must be in charge. <laughs> our image and our likeness, male and female, and and we multiply only because there are male and female. <laughs> Doesn't matter who we love, but if we want to multiply, we got to get both of them together at some point. And then God said we had dominion over the livestock and the animals. Actually, the word livestock, which is, and the wild animals, different from wild animals, the livestock and the wild animals. So what that says is they already were keeping stock at that time. They already decided which animals they could keep with them for food and continue to breed them and grow them and milk them and use their meat when this was written. Else why would somebody say livestock and wild animals? Right? And they multiply. And we were given every good plant for food. And so were the animals given every good plant for food. And some of them eat each other. And some of us eat beasts. But dominion over them has been interpreted to mean that we're at the top of the food chain. Everybody else, so sorry, so sad. And the truth is, true dominion means they're placed in our care. They're placed in our care. This planet, y'all, was placed in our care. We're not doing a very good job of caring for it. I remember uh, Gallagher, the comedian, once gave a definition, the difference between keeping an eye on the baby and watching the baby. Because <laughs> when you just keep an eye on the baby, all sorts of horrible things can happen. It's only when you're watching the baby, when you're paying attention, that you can be a good parent. The lesson for us from God and Gallagher. <clears throat> so, and then it was good in the sixth day, and then chapter two, what? I thought there were seven days in this deal. Oh, here it is in chapter two, why? I can only speculate. But it says, and then there were the seventh day, where is I read this right there, blah, 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 blah. Um, so the natural beginning of the new story is this. This is the account of the heavens and the earth when they were created, when the Lord God made the earth and the heavens. And it goes on to tell the story of Adam and Eve, which has everything out of order, and which says not 
male and female, he created them. But he created male, and then from male. So this was a different story from a different time period told by a different person. But when the men got together to say how we're going to set this thing up that we're going to call the Holy Bible, um, He's like, that just, I know it kind of doesn't make sense. So let's just move this part of this chapter into this. So it looks like this is all one story. And it ain't. And it ain't. So we'll work on the other story next week. Dig into that whole Adam and Eve thing. So what is the final message of Genesis 1 plus the first three verses of Genesis 2? We were created in love. The world was created in love, and it is for us. Over and over it says, for us. For us to care for, for us to eat from, for us to enjoy, for us to see the signs, for us to have life. Love. The stars are for us. The plants are for us to feed. The animals are for us to care for. The earth is for us to use but not abuse. And then the final message of Genesis 1 and the first three verses of chapter 2 is that it is good. Everything was created good. Anything we're not seeing as good is in here and in everybody's in here, which outpictures some really ugly things. But when we can draw ourselves into knowing that the earth is good and it's for us and it was created in love and we were created in love and in equality and in equity and, with, and charged with care of the world, then the world will look good on the outside in the way that we know it's good on the inside. That's our task, y'all. Just a tiny one. <laughs> Thank you. So we're just going to have a meditation now. If you will make yourself comfortable wherever you're sitting. Breathe in deeply. If you're comfortable, close your eyes. If that's not comfortable, maybe just sort of keep a soft focus and look kind of downward. Just suggestions. And as you breathe, breathe into your headspace. And whatever clutter is there, see if you can let it go on the out breath. See if you can relax that tension. And in the shoulders, breathe in and release all that's pent up in there and in your arms and in your hands and in your fingers. And in your torso, if you're holding it tight, if you're sucking it in, breathe out and let it go. 
the only one judging you is you. And you don't have to. And all the tension that's in your lower body, in your pelvis, in your thighs, knees, calves, shins, feet, toes. We breathe into those areas and we breathe out and relax. And this very relaxation allows us to more easily focus our attention on this one message. We were created in love. We are created in love anew with every breath. You don't have to wait for tomorrow morning to start a new 24 hours. The next 24 hours starts right now. And it can be new. I invite you to gift yourself with that newness as we progress through the beginning of this new year. to recognize that every morning is a new beginning to wake up and actually pay attention to what's beautiful and nurture our souls by taking that in. And every time we forget, yay, opportunity to remember again. We don't have to waste time feeling bad about ourselves for our forgetfulness. We get to put all our energy toward, ah, oh, I remember now. I remember now. Thank you, God. Thank you, love. Thank you, universe. Thank you, spirit. Thank you, energy. I remember. And as I remember, I begin to see things more beautifully. which simply means more clearly. And to hold love in my heart and to live love in my life and to recognize that when I see someone or something that doesn't look like love, that person or that situation is calling out for your love. beginning. God, that's all, just one. And everything that came after that is simply from that one. And we are that one. And we get to remember in this life so grateful. And so it is. Amen.